Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> this episode of the Saturday Night Freak Show is brought to you by the smooth flavors of Mellow Yellow. Hello and welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... This is Brant. Nick making his debut. Yeah, this, welcome. This is Tom. And tonight we watched Brent's pick, which I'm becoming more and more convinced that Brent just like throws, like puts has a bunch of movies that he puts up on a dartboard every <laughs> week and just sits there and throws a dart at the dartboard and says, that's what it's going to be. What'd you pick for tonight, Brent? <laughs> well, uh, I, that's not too far off, um, but this time the dart hit Days of Thunder. So we watched Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Which is, as Tom was trying to describe it earlier, is Top Gun in Cars. Does that assessment still hold up? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally holds up. No, <laughs> no I, don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie? Christ, what's not? Uh, I mean, this movie's about racing, and Rubbin is racing. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back that up. This, this movie's about rubbing. It's not about hitting it's not about bumping it's about rubbing and rubbing is racing cool that's that's the one thing you have to know about this film to enjoy this podcast what's um, a better movie days of thunder or cars days of cars cars it's well it's uh it's interesting it's th- this movie is it's really not about racing. It's 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 funny how that you can have a film that has so many crashes and so little racing. It's about NASCAR, but it's really not, you know? I mean, like, they're crashing everything. Not only are they crashing the NASCARs, but they're crashing rental cars. They're wheelchairs. <laughs> wheelchairs. Each other. <laughs> they're, they're, they're crashing uh, taxi drivers, taxi cabs, everything. I mean, like, this is just a high-octane it's a fuck yeah kind of movie, <laughs> you know. It's, a guy's I mean, it's, movie. it's it, dude, yeah, it's totally a guy's. It's movie. a dude movie. It's a dude movie with like, but in the middle of it, it stops and it becomes like this, you know, buddy slash relationship movie that it, like comes out of nowhere, kind of. I yeah. Mean, you don't see Nicole so, Kidman oh, show up so until like an hour into essentially it. Essentially, basically, what you're saying is it's Top Gun with cars. Cause uh, yeah, cause you're saying it's about racing and it's about that, and then all of a sudden it's like a buddy movie, and then there's a relationship kind of bud. You you kind of described Top Gun right there. Actually. I just I, I don't think that the I don't think the main character I don't think Tom Cruise's character is the same. He's not an egomaniac. And the two he's writing checks he's... to his buddy. <laughs> I mean, he does do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, convince me, Tom, throughout this podcast, because I, I think that, like, with Top Gun, you've got Tom Cruise. He's like this, you know, he's a an experienced pilot. I mean, I guess he's still in training because he's at Top Gun. Or no, he's not even at Top Gun yet, is he? No, he's trying to get into he's, Top Gun. He's trying to get into Top Gun. So he's a pr- rather young fighter pilot. Just like Cole Trickle. Cole. But Cole, Cole's interesting because he comes to the track with no experience whatsoever, he admits that he has no idea how cars no, he, work. No, he, no, he was a race. Yeah, he was a, a race driver. Yeah, just a driver. right. But I mean, with like the NASCAR stuff, they have that scene where he's like, 
you know, I don't understand how any of this works. No, I but, yeah, but he had racing experience. He said he lost his ride because his dad did something and fucked him over and whatever his sponsor dropped out. He was doing, uh, it wasn't stock car, it was IndyCar. He was an IndyCar racer out in California. So, Boom! He was new to NASCAR. He, he was new to NASCAR. Not new to the four wheels of the, you know, Fury Road. Yeah, he knows how to drive. He's a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good driver. He well, he can go fast. We know that. But he feels the need, the need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wait, Tom. In your your analogy here between Top Gun and uh, and Days of Thunder, who is Robert Duvall's character? What's his name in this movie? Oh gosh, he's uh, uh, he's uh, the pit crew basically. Uh, he's yeah. the guy who builds the car that Tom Cruise races. He's his you know the voice in his ear. What do you call that guy? In in NASCAR, what's the crew chief? Crew, crew chief. chief. There you go. Yeah, played by Robert Duvall. We can't remember his name. We just watched the movie, but who is he in, <laughs> it's be in like Top Gun? Rusty or something. No, Rusty was the other racer, wasn't uh, it? Tom Skirt. Yeah, he would be Tom Skirt in Top Gun, who was also known as Viper. See, I don't buy that because that that doesn't match up. Because in Top Gun, Viper was kind of like. He was, you know, like the well, maybe he was the older guy, older guy who had already done this kind of thing, and you know, but knew his father because see, I mean, like Tom, see, well, he was best, he was basically the representation of Tom Cruise's Maverick's father in Top Gun because once Viper says, "Here's the classified information. This is why you can go off, and you don't need to hold on to this, you know, family tragedy. You can go off and be your own dude. Your father would have been proud. Right. That gives Maverick the license to go and be all he can be. Do you have that in Days of Thunder? You do. Because in this one, I almost thought that these two guys... Okay, am I going deep here? That these no, two go, guys go. were the... the uh, Robert Duvall's character is the brain and Tom Cruise's character is the heart. And together they... Or not the heart, sorry. He's the body. Uh... Uh, what's her name? Nicole Kidman makes the heart of the. This is the one person, the the, uh, the primo racer. No, I mean, gra- I mean, granted, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, like there are different elements. You know, it's they're not identical. They're not identical, but they're they're. It's just, it's it's the reason I always would say like Top Gun is like you know Days of Thunder, is because like I mean like, there's some scene like. They're kind of similar characters. Tom Cruise's character is kind of similar. You know, they both have, like, egos. Their bodies write checks. You know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Maverick pilot and, and stuff like that. you got kind of like a fatherly figure in both of them. Okay. There's the love interest who, like, they kind of almost look the same. They're close. Uh, they're close. Um, who serves the function of basically healing the... Uh, but, in the other one, it was uh, the flight instructor. She's there in Top Gun. Kelly McGillis is there to get Maverick's psyche back, so he can actually get behind the. Right, the, and there's a moment, you know, like in this in this movie, you know, in Days of Thunder, it's you know he goes through the he has that car accident, right? So he's scared of driving, all right. And in Top Gun, when Goose dies. Spoilers! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Tom Cruise then develops like a like he's he's afraid of you know flying. He, he's scared to give it all, and then he has to overcome that. Yeah, but 
jets go, you know, all different directions. NASCAR only goes left. Left. Turn left. <laughs> you just keep going Turn left. left. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing is like... That was I mean, a joke, by the way. The, uh, <laughs> I apologize uh, to all the NASCAR fans. The Sorry. music's kind of... I mean, the music's in this movie is by Hans Zimmer and in Top Gun it's by Giorgio Moroder but it's that same kind it's of like same, 80s synthy kind of yeah it very it sounds like it's about to break into the Top Gun anthem at any moment well it's it's basically by the entire the same crew you got Tony Scott the director made both movies so the same type of shots the same type of camera angles the same type of lighting in a lot of instances you know, we were saying Tony Scott like pioneered that kind of that look where it's like I mean I don't know how else to describe it except it's like there's like a gradient filter over the screen where at the top of the screen, wherever the, the sky is, it's like burnt kind of orange. And then as you get down toward the bottom of the screen, it becomes like natural, you know, like what a, a camera would actually see. Yeah. And I've seen that look like in Beverly Hills Cop 2 that was in uh, Top Gun. In Top Gun. I mean, it was like <laughs> everything. everything Crimson Tide. I mean, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, anything that Tony Scott <laughs> does, it seems like from that period anyway, looked exactly like. Yeah. I mean, signature. And then it was appropriated by Michael Bay. Fucking stole that look. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, they're they're very they're very similar movies. I mean, they both invoke the same kind of like awesome dude. You know, I think Top Gun's a better movie. What? What was that? But. No, I, I'm sure that a lot of people would agree with you on that. I think I think Top Gun is a better movie and, and invokes more. Awesome dude. Well, with Top Gun, I mean, you have what well, Top Gun has that Days yeah, of Thunder doesn't jets. have. Well, it's got the threats. It's got the national security threat where jets. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. <laughs> Days of Thunder, you know, does not have that. It's like it's got America. Yeah, you know, I mean NASCAR. Ass. What but are you talking jets. about there's the threat to the fucking the company run by Randy Quaid, that he will lose his sponsor, and the whole thing's going to go tits up. For one guy, not for, like, the country, you know. For all the people that he employs and all of the racers that race. Now, he's got two racers under him. He's got uh, Tom Cruise, or Cole Trickle, and uh, Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride. Yeah, I think, I, and, 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 and actually, to be perfectly honest, I think you're really, like, the whole national security angle of Top Gun. Like, have you seen Top Gun? There really ain't much national security. They gotta go after those MiGs. There's, there's, there's they MiGs, got... right? There's the MiG joke fight. Yeah. Then there's going to a school, right? And then there's, like, a small minor conflict... Damn it, like I'm trying to agree with you. That top gun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm just saying, it's not like a... Is it me or were there, like, every wrong. shot of Carrie Elwes in this movie is him, like, smirking at the camera, and he's just, like, the Does king of... He's just smirk? Oh, yeah, but smirk. just his smirk is, like, he's just a douchebag. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's characters. But I don't say anything against the actor. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, you look at him, and you're like, wow, I know why they cast him, because he looks like a douchebag. He all he has to do is bag. smile. Like he did in Twister. Nope. Right, yeah. He's Brad the bastard. he's the smug asshole. Yeah. And let's not forget about John C. Riley, who is one of the pit crew members in Days of Thunder and also uh in Talladega Nights, which is a movie that I think we can more directly compare to this film because watching this tonight, Talladega Nights is like a direct 
satire of oh, yeah. this. We, we, I think that's what they were. Yeah, we were cool. Yeah, we were yeah. Cool. So I mean, yeah, Talladega Nights probably. I mean, the reason they even made that movie was probably because of like John C. Riley. He's probably like, hey, remember when I was in Days of Thunder? We should make a movie like that. <laughs> Like, you know, and Will Ferrell and Adam Will McKay Ferrell. are like, yeah, yeah, let's dude. do it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just put you two on screen together and add NASCAR, and it's gold. Don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, wait, have you seen Telling I have not. Uh, but I saw some of the other Will Ferrell sports movies, like Semi Pro uh, and uh, Blades of. Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're actually like missing, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're missing out. You're missing out on some good comedy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's two strikes right there. Yeah, yeah, Talladega Nights is. We, I mean, we were quoting oh, it like. Yeah, Talladega Nights. Right. So it, you're saying Talladega Nights is a better movie than Days of Thunder? It's it's very it's, similar. Yeah, it's similar. But, but which one's better? I'm putting well, you out right on the calling you on the carpet. I'm gonna go with Talladega. Yeah. Talladega Nights has the entertainment factor too. Talladega Nights has entertainment, and it also has. I think it's well, it's more modern NASCAR racing, but I think it's also better NASCAR racing. Like the like this movie, it's all like it's dated. It's it's dated, and there's a lot of crashing. And if it's not crashing, it's close ups on somebody's face. You don't see a lot of racing, racing in the film. Like you really don't. Well, I mean, like I guess, like all right, I mean. It's like so, like I mean, modern day NASCAR and and NASCAR racing back then is considerably different. Modern day NASCAR has like restrictor plates. But we're saying back then is 1990. Well, yeah, back in 1990, like the rules were considerably different than what they are now. I mean, they're a lot more safety conscious now. I mean, after Dale Earnhardt died, I mean, that changed, that kind of changed. Wait, everything. before that, could you go out, like, while your opponent is doing his victory lap and fucking slam into him in kind of like a revenge deal? Or you just... Oh, my no, Lord. No, no, That would probably get you <laughs> no. booted regardless. But Cole That's, Trickle survives that. But, I mean, like, their whole, like, rubbing his race in and we're going to, like, bump him. That's super friendly. Like, you don't see that. And, like, how they were, like, constantly going on the outside and kind of, like... You know, running into the wall and like kind of, or like they were kind of constantly ramming somebody into the wall, constantly checking them into the wall. Constantly, you would not see that. Yeah. At Pl- all. Plus, with NASCAR nowadays, it's all money. You know, and it's a lot of money tied up in their cars, and they're not going to go out there and just crash them up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's way too much money tied in those cars nowadays. Yeah, you got the feeling that these NASCARs were a frame and an engine. And the engine didn't matter as much as, you know, rubbing. Rubbing's racing car there, crashing. There are it's, quite a few shots in this movie where it's uh, you got Robert Duvall's character. Just It's like a, like a, the blue light scene. So it's, it signals like the Tony Scott love scene. But with and a it's car. Just Rob, <laughs> it's just Robert Duvall. And he's like, he's like talking to like a frame of a car. And he's like, look at you, you're so beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna put a nice engine in you, low to the ground so the air goes fluid and your brakes are gonna ride high and your rotorator Ah, look at that. You're so smooth lines. Like, and then his, like, his pants come down and <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the one where the car started like spooging all over no, the car? <laughs> then he found the wet spot. There, 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 there were two scenes in which he did that. There, there was one where it was like the car it was just a car body and then the next scene they show then they did the, they did a 
80s montage of like them building the car. Right. Yeah. There, there are a lot of montages. <laughs> That's yeah, what you a, did back in the This is a, this is a lot of movie. this is a montage movie. I mean there there's a montage of building the car and then there's there's quite a number of like cuz you got like the first year of like racing. It's yeah. Like the racing montage. Yeah. Like him like learning the learning ropes of racing, crashing all the time. <laughs> yeah, you get the sense that they're just trying to get to this Daytona race. So the first year, it's just... Well, because they set that up, like, right at the beginning. I'm going to get to Daytona, I'm going to win. I think it's, like, one of the first things we hear. Yeah, I mean, you get one, you get uh, set to the tune of Give Me Some Lovin' by... I don't know who it is, but it'll be on the end of this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> it's... it's uh, uh, you see all these races, and then you get to Daytona where shit goes wrong. But then, like, they do their whole, you know, year of where racing is going on, and Cole... And uh, Michael Rooker can't race. And, like, before you know it, at least to me, I was like, wow, they're back at Daytona the next year. And then, you know, the end of the film happens. But uh, it's just, it's crazy that, like, I mean, in a NASCAR movie, <laughs> you don't see a lot of NASCAR racing. Well, because, like, I mean, I mean, they probably didn't have, like, I mean, like, a lot of those shots were, like, you know, like, a lot of, because they, they they start each shot with a, a wide angle shot, and they say like you know, Talladega Speedway, wherever. Or, right. Yeah. You know, Bristol Speedway, wherever. <clears throat> I mean, and then they show shots of the crowd, shots of everything. I mean, those are stock photos. Those are just right. stock shots that they gathered from. From ESPN. From from ESPN, they got some good NASCAR coverage <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> That's where I learned all my racing from. Um. This podcast yeah, is also sponsored by ESPN. They'd strap a camera to the front of a car and go racing through. Because there was a bunch of, like, you know, bumper cam or right. whatever shots. Yeah. But, but it's yeah, a I shot mean, of somebody hitting somebody it's or rubbing somebody. It's not a shot of, like, you know. No, there were, there were quite a number of shots. Tactical like, racing. You know, well, I mean, let's going. face it. I don't know. I mean, like, I uh, how uh, average race is, like, what, like 50, 60 laps, something like that? I mean, how like, exciting can that be? 250. Like, yeah. 250 laps? Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, I was watching it. I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you only got, like, you know, what, 50 more laps to go or whatever. And it's <laughs> like, well, thank God we don't have to watch that. <laughs> right. I mean, like, what? how much more racing could you put in the movie? Well, I, I okay, let me be specific about racing. I don't think that, like, yeah, they're racing when they're ramming into each other. But, like, I get that. I think what Talladega Nights does better is, like, cars, you know, are tactically moving through the pack. You know, they like, coming from the that. back. They to, a lot of that. No, this guy was Not so without, fucking awesome like, that he was always in, like, second place. He just had to overtake that first guy. That yeah. first guy is Michael Rooker for the first half of the movie, and yeah. then it's Carrie always for the second half of the movie. Yeah. What was Rooker's name, character name? Ricky... Skaggs. Uh, no, he was Rowdy <laughs> Rowdington. It was, it was, ro- ro- I know it was Rowdy because I'm like, Rowdy, it's Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, this movie's interesting in the fact that, like, they build it as, like, you know, you got, they, they started out and, like, as soon as, like, Michael Rooker, because Michael, you're following Michael Rooker, he's a star racer. And then Tom Cruise shows up on his motorcycles. With like his, a dick. With his Ray-Ban glass, glasses straight out of risky business. He's just and, go, traveling from film to yeah, film. Yeah, and all. you like look at him, you're like, they look at each other, and it's like, they instantly hate each other. Just right there. 
Tom well, Cruise in his jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Rooker hates him because he has to hand over his car and let him drive it. And he's like, ah, oh, that's my car. Who's this punk? This young punk. Because he's taking it the... for a test or whatever it is. Right. To see if he yeah. can, yeah. And that's why Tom Cruise is always in the front of the pack is because he can do, he can lap the track just fine, like for pole position or whatever, or for a good positioning for the race. For time trial. He just can't race with other cars. We find that out during the first montage. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's a reckless racer. He don't know how to drive because he can't. You know, he don't he don't know how to, he doesn't know anything about cars. All right, so when we were yeah, but you, <laughs> while we were watching it, you're like, but I don't know how to read. Is that like out of Talladega Nights? <laughs> no, I, uh, okay. no, I think he's just helping all NASCAR fans. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> I fully expected him to say that. He's like, I don't know anything about cars. No, like, oh, like the the. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, there there was a lot of talking from the back back row in this. Oh this yeah, movie. watching this movie with Tom was an experience. This was one of those movies where it felt like Tom was about to like launch right out of his chair. He was enjoying it so much. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a good one. It was, it was a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry if I ruined anybody's experience. No, no, no. That was, uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. we were all chiming in. That was something yeah. else. I mean, there there were quite a few Talladega Nights quotes, but we. Were... That's that's something about this movie, you know. <laughs> You don't have to like hang on every word. You kind of get the idea. You get the story. You know, like the plot kind of they pound it home. They drive it home. It doesn't well, you've matter. You've seen it like a thousand times before too. I mean, it's Rocky. I think right. Yeah, yeah you made it's, that reference and you started looking at it and it's like okay, yeah, it's a lot. The Carrius guy is he, he's Ivan Drago. <laughs> you know, walking around with his blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, he's Drago. So that would make. Uh, um, uh, Rooker is Apollo Creed. He was Apollo Creed. And uh, Robert Duvall is uh, Burgess Meredith. He's the trainer. (laughs) And so he takes the guy from the little leagues to the big leagues. And, yeah, it's the rags to riches kind of, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, as opposed to where, like, Tom, you know, like Top Gun, that's kind of like a, it's kind of a war movie. You know, Top Gun is more of a war movie, while this is more of a sports movie. This falls into kind of that sports movie kind of... There's no war in Top Gun. There's not, but, you know, there's... Top Gun it's is... It's about it's, jets. It's about gamesmanship between two guys who, like... I mean, it's like, who's going to be the best? That's what Top Gun is about. Who's going to be the best? Right? So it could have been set in any other... So it it's a been, sport movie. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a sport movie. And then, so this is, like, you know, explicitly a sport movie. Before Where it still sports, incorporates that before part. Before sports movies were really popular. Only in this right. one, uh, the uh, the the two guys who are trying to be the best end up becoming friends, and then another guy shows up. Carrie Elwes. Yeah, I mean, does that muddy the waters? Could could you have gotten the same movie out without movie or without idea Elwes? across without you just Carrie? Just want Rooker as a villain. Just Rooker lasts longer before. I think maybe that, but that's the thing. They may have been self-conscious about that because they did. They did do Top Gun, (laughs) and so they're like, "Well, maybe that would heal a little too close to something that we've already done." Yeah, maybe. These guys, they're so competitive, and they have this, this uh, hatred. Not, I don't know about hatred, but a distaste for each other. With you know, but it's coming from their competitive nature that. They're racing their wheelchairs in the hospital, which eventually carries over to 
renting rental cars and racing those and proceeding to smash the fuck out of those things. Which yeah, we but, never see what I happens. Mean, what that, they, did they get the insurance? What's going on here? I guess the thing was is like, because like, you know, like the NASCAR chief came out and goes like, all right, you two guys, you two guys got to be friends. Otherwise, I'm kicking you out. Um, so like, they still hate each other, but then they do the rental car scene where they race, and they just, like, go at it with rental cars, and they destroy the hell out of these rental cars. Yeah, because they're told that they can't actually, bonding like... bonding experience. But that yeah. was their bonding. They After can't, that they can't they touch friends. cars again on the track, otherwise he's going to kick them out, so they, they go off and do this on their own. Did you... Okay, is it just me? I mean, because when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, so, you know, especially when they were racing the... Uh, they're in the hospital, because they're involved in this horrible wreck. And uh, when they're checking out or whatever, they're in the wheelchairs and they're each, you know, like racing each other down the hallway. And I'm just like, okay, so this is like completely, you know, I mean, this is, I guess, goes to the mindset of like, you know, men will always be boys, I guess, like underneath it all. Right. You know, it's like you got the adults telling them, it's like, okay, now you guys, you two have to be friends. <laughs> I mean, it really is like, you know, the authority figures in this are telling them like, you know, act like adults, you fucking, you know, children. Yeah. But then you got Nicole Kidman who represents like, an, I guess, the adult world also going like, you're doing all these infantile things or whatever. And then you think about it, they're racing. And racing is basically, I mean, I know it's a sport, but it's like kind of like, you know, okay. Well, it's going around in circles. <laughs> it's, so you're saying they're essentially spinning their wheels? No, no, I mean, she's... Not Nicole, growing up? Nicole Kilgore yeah. said a thing was like, you know, it, it was like, well, so what are you going to do now? Like, you're a doctor, and I'm a, I'm a race car, I drive a car for like, you know, it's like... Yeah, she says something to the effect of, what do you want to do after that? Or what do you, do you see yourself, you know, what what did she say? Well, something like, you know, what do you see yourself doing? Yeah, I, but I think, I think like, that he is inferring more out of that because of his own insecurities. You know, like, he's like, why is she asking me about this? She she thinks I'm just a, a driver. She doesn't think that I amount to anything more than that as a person. And she's not never going to like me. And I think that's what he's thinking. But really, I think like. But it's true though, because she, she keeps trying to pin him down on that, even in the well, parking I mean, garage. How many years do you have in racing, really, for any sport? Dude, you got no, a long years? time, dude. Yeah, Krusty Wallace is you still just, racing. You things. just sit well, in that car and you turn left. There's <laughs> <laughs> some old ass <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rusty Wallace, I believe, is still racing yeah. right now, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's even some in this old movie, dudes right. out there mm. still racing. All right, good point. But <laughs> I, like, I don't think that like she was looking down on him though, and that's how he took it. In that scene, because well, like, he couldn't believe he was in bed with a doctor, and the, it was not blue lit moonlight. He's, Tony he's a NASCAR Scott. driver. He's doing a broad daylight sex scene, very humid looking. But yeah, uh, you know, I think that's all sun kissed. Yeah, but they also did a scene straight out of <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon with the animal crackers, but this time yeah. it was uh, sweet and low. <laughs> and <laughs> let, let's let's be clear, Armageddon did a scene straight out of Days of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was the same, same scene. Okay, now I have a question. In NASCAR, you're racing around an oval, right? Most time. Oh, most yeah. of the time. Okay. Most of the time. Uh, well, most of the time, there is like I think they do have their road courses. There's or, yeah. there's like one or two races a year where they do road courses. Well, in this movie, there's uh, they're at some track where uh, Robert Duvall he's talking about you know the left the or the fourth. The fourth turn is the most dangerous turn. How can that be if it's all? Oh no! <laughs> if you're... Every course is different. 
Like, seriously. I mean, like, when it comes to, like, NASCAR tracks. But is the shape an oval? Nope. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it's usually an oval, but I yeah, mean, like, okay. It's like, kind of, so, like, like, off, you know. Yeah, like. It's di- a cir- every, <laughs> all the tracks are a circle track. Okay. But it's not a perfect circle, you know, oh, all around. Okay. You kind of have, like, a, you yeah, know, there, there's, a, a there's higher a really bank long or a straightaway. lower bank. There's a really long straightaway, and then it curves. And, like, where, where the courses differ as far as, like. Cause it's like, like the gradient with the turns. Okay, yeah. so they're like literally at forty to five degree angles. Some of them are even worse. Like I mean, like I think Bristol's a very small track as far as like its straightaways, but it's like you know like that. So I mean, like when they talk about like going into the curves being nasty, some of these curves are like way sharper. So like when you think it's just driving into, you're going two hundred miles driving at a forty five degree angle trying to make a left. So a fourth turn could be different from a third turn yep. yeah, I mean, on the same track. As as yeah. Just by elevation. Yeah, as far as hmm. the gradient of the, of the track. So I mean, that's, there, there's a lot of... Apparently at Daytona, the fourth turn is Well, let's look, look at Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you're, you're going out of a long straightaway. So when you go into a, you know, those straightaways are really long, especially a Daytona straightaway is like super long. So that's where you're building up your speed. And then you're going into this curve, so you're going super fast, but you got to slow down, right? But then the curve's sharper than most. And, you know, I mean, that's why it's like, you know, like, ah, oh, we got to change our tires because it's like this huge, like. Right, yeah. What's the average speed of a race car? To but, do a lap in 30 seconds or whatever, wherever the hell they were. How know, fast is he going? It's about 200. Yeah. I think they go about 200 miles an hour. Yeah, we went into like one of those NASCAR simulator cars up in... Uh, I played video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, up in uh, Minnesota. They had like a big thing up there for, for uh, you know, going around, you know, the tracks and stuff like that. And you could definitely tell, you know, going around different curves that... Cars will pull differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, even in like a vi- like you know, like I played like the NASCAR video games and stuff like that. If you put it on like realistic settings, it's like, it's like you go into that turn, you're just like ah, because it's like <laughs> the, there's a huge resistance on that. I mean, it's like you have to like hold on to that wheel like there's no tomorrow because it will just jerk you. Which, by the way, Days of Thunder did have a couple of video games. They had one back on the NES, and then. Uh, just recently, here a couple of years ago, they released one for uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Like a $60 game? No, no, as a download. Oh, like okay. $60. I was going to say. I don't remember. They released, uh, I think they released like a, about the two pack of Top Gun and Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Relive your favorite moments from the movies. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, that, I mean, that answered my question. Thank you, Tom, because I was watching that scene thinking, like, I mean, the only, not understanding, you know, that it's all different turns. The only thing that I saw that was, like, a real issue from turn to turn was, when this happened a couple times in the movie, was there would be, like, a pileup accident and looked like they would show down the course as Cole Trickle was coming up on the accident, and it just looked like a war zone, you know? Uh, like yeah, the, I mean, I, I mean, like you know, you've been driving. Have you ever tried to like get off on like a, you know, when you're driving on the interstate and then you get off on those things, you know, the turns. Right. And you, and, you know, so they say slow down to like 35, but you're taking it too fast. You're like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Like imagine doing that at 200 miles an hour. 
Oh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Who hasn't? Uh, what are we talking about? Going I don't even like those things because you gotta, you got to go right off the off-ramp. I like to go left. I like turn left. <laughs> left. Turn left. Turn left. All right, so tell me about, because I'm sitting uh, down in front of these guys. I hear them behind me while we're watching the movie. And there was a abnormal, I would say, amount of man crushing on tom cruise <laughs> going on in the, it, so what what's that all about i heard about bushy eyebrows i heard about dreamy eyes well it's the way the guy like he looks he'll, he'll sit down next to like robert duvall or whatever and you know you imagine yourself in that position and as tom yeah. cruise sitting down next to you he puts his hand on your yeah. shoulder and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a scene there, there was a scene where i'm just like because like you know robert duvall's like i'm not gonna let him race he's too reckless he's fighting checks he's about to can't cash there's no way i'm gonna let him write the thing tom cruise just walks up to him stares Robert Duvall uh, just like just stares Robert Duvall down <laughs> he had him yeah. in the trance he was like I can, I, I can handle myself and Robert Duvall's like oh, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> he just stared into his eyes this guy's got dreamy it. eyes it's just like oh alright his eyes are yeah. going in a bunch of races <laughs> I, I just get lost in those eyes <laughs> those Tom Cruise eyes it's like everything's gonna be okay <laughs> It's, it's like your special place, you know. It's like he's. It doesn't even have to be in 3D. He comes off the screen at you. It's. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did I take right. it too far? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've had that experience. <laughs> I think that the guy. Uh, I mean, he is. Uh, any any stories I hear about Tom Cruise in Hollywood, he's like the greatest guy ever to work with. You know, like he he's one of those guys that, and I think it shows up in his performance based on everything I just said, but he's one of those guys that like when you're around him or if he's talking to you, it's like you're the only one in his world, you know, like he's, he connects with everybody that he meets. I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've heard that. And, so you made a yeah. connection <laughs> by, by I, through the screen. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. made a connection with Tom Cruise. And this isn't the first time. He didn't time. get the car to fucking spooge all over the floor. <laughs> that was Robert Duvall. <laughs> and you think I'm joking, ladies and gentlemen. The scene, it happens. Robert right. Duvall sweet talks a car. And then it's like, oh, and he yeah. steps aside, and, and there's a puddle the of water yeah, cause on I, the ground. I, I, I was saying, you know, he was Robert Duvall was doing his classic, like, oh, you're such a beautiful guy. He's trying to talk to the car to get the car, like, no, yeah, now Cole's going to be riding you tomorrow, and, you know, like, he needs Whoa. some special care, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Tom's like, he's making sweet love to that car. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> he's talking, like, what's going on? And then the next thing you see is, like, Robert Duvall stepping back, and there's a pool of water on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on some very weird things happening with this i was actually thinking about like when you were talking earlier i think brent was saying you know it's like they're crashing into each other during, there's no racing it's just crashing they're bumping they're rubbing they're doing all this i'm like you keep on counter programming movies <laughs> you know, like we did what life force and you're like we should do event horizon and what was the other one we did uh something else uh, you're like we should do and i'm like we should counter program Days of Thunder with David Cronenberg's Crash, 
where he actually does use the car crash as like a sexual thing. It's like when they're crashing into each other. Right. Because I'm like, it's all like people ramming each other from behind in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's like dudes ramming dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Tom said it was it was a dude movie, so there, uh, there you go. This was a Brokeback Mountain. Guys. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Before Brokeback Mountain, there was Days of Thunder. It's just Rooker. And Top Gun. Rooker and Cruz, like, I'm going to ram them. Yeah, like, at some point, they needed to get a room and just yeah, get it. Yeah, wasn't there always, like, a thing about, like, Top to- Gun being like a yeah, but Quentin Tarantino, yeah, I want to say, made that up in a movie called Sleep with Me, where he gives this awesome like ten minute monologue about how Top Gun is actually code right. for like a gay relationship between Maverick and Iceman. I will say there was no windmill high fives in this movie. <laughs> Which I was a little bit upset about. <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised because I saw in the opening credits, I don't know, this is nothing, but yeah, Robert Town was the screenwriter who wrote this movie. Robert Town wrote Chinatown. Chinatown um, is that script that gets like taught at screenwriting classes for like, this is how you write a screenplay. Yeah. And that's why it was kind of like, I was a little disappointed because I've never seen Days of Thunder before this. So I was going to this like pretty much blind, you know, just, you know, and uh, knowing that it was like the, the top gun on wheels and it was kind of like, very formula you know i mean i guess that's why i'm saying i was a little disappointed because it was so it was like this is a formula story through and through from like robert town the guy whose screenplay is like you know yeah lauded everywhere so right but it was co-written by what was the story by tom cruise tom, how cool. well have, let me ask you this then colin having not seen this movie were you like were you expecting more nascar from it or did you get what you expected? I think I got what I what I expected. I didn't, yeah, because, I mean, being unfamiliar with it, I mean, what, I've seen a couple of races on, you know, whatever, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the hell they go. Never really paid attention. I mean, I'm just not really into that. So, I mean, I was watching this, and, you know, I wouldn't say I was as involved in this as I was in, like, a, say, a Fast and the Furious uh, type movie or something like that. You know, it's like those seem to be more visceral somehow or, you know more involving but uh yeah because they're going a shorter amount of span you know of driving yeah but i guess what's to... going on with the characters because it's not like I, maybe it was the specific story here it wasn't as like compelling i didn't think because it seems like it is something that you've seen mm-hmm. you know many times before we're trying to like uh fill up our glasses here brent <laughs> is because in ode to the fact that at some point in the movie uh, uh the the caravan Carrying More all than of sometime. the sometime. He's Robert Duvall's character is yeah. constantly drinking moonshine. Drinking moonshine. moonshine. So we've got some moonshine here, and Brent's about to hit this up for the second time. And mellow yellow moonshine. But <laughs> you're missing the cherries, though. Yeah, yeah cherries. Is this your mellow yellow? No, no cherries and no uh, hardies. No hardies. No. Well, racing movies, I want to say, go back in time. <laughs> you know, I mean, like there was. Uh, there's Grand Prix, right, with James Garner. Anybody seen that one? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, that's a good movie. I'm trying to think, like, when the hell, like, the first... Because that was about racing. And I don't know when, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This is where Brent is going to go blind. That's more than two fingers. I think you need more yep, mellow yellow. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need more beast. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're putting in there? Well, Ouch. chase it. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've... I've what was your question? Uh, Grand Prix. <laughs> well, oh, the history of racing movies, like racing movies, 
prior to this? I mean, like, where have we been in cinema before we were able to strap a camera to the front of the, the bumper of the car? Right. I mean, yeah. there's always been, like, the Hollywood chase scenes, you know, like the French yeah. Connection and Bullet and all that. But, I mean, like, actual movies about, you know, race car drivers. Jeez, I... Uh, yeah. I can't Dolly. think of... I can't think of any uh, about NASCAR before this film. No, because Driven is... Is uh, the IndyCar. Is right. IndyCar? I believe that's IndyCar. That was after this, too. Grand right? Prix's yeah. Formula One. Grand Prix, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah. I don't know, I'm but... Out. Then you got illegal street, re- street racing. That's what I mean, Fast and Furious is all about. Right. and But I think that even, yeah. like, Blues Brothers, the the scenes... I know it's a chase, chase sequences, I but I still think that, like, the driving in that movie is more interesting than this. Just because there's just so many crashes in this film. There's just... Well, Really, with with NASCAR and all that, you know, if you watch ESPN like Sports Center and all that, you're gonna see more of the crashes, <laughs> you know, highlighted more. Well, ESPN is a good place to watch NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's well. I mean, you know, okay. So here's the thing: as being a complete outsider to the whole the racing thing, it's like when I watched it, you know, like I I don't know, I at a place where I worked, I had to watch it, so. I watched, you know, a couple of races and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, looking at this, I'm like, the reason that this is, you know, is a thing is because you're, you're, what are you looking for? (laughs) It's like, you're waiting for the crashes. Mm -hmm. It's like the, 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 the anticipation of any moment, there can be a fiery, horrible wreck. You feel terrible about it when it happens because it's like you've been cheering it on. You're like, yeah. oh god, oh look at that, oh that one's good. oh. Well, and then when it happens and people die, it's like ah, oh jeez, oh. If you if you're yeah. paying money to go to like the racetrack, let's say your local racetrack here in town on a Saturday night or a Wednesday night, you want to go there. You want to see the crashes. Yeah, you're not there to see Isn't the, that what them to chase about? each other around. Yeah, that's why I cut the bullshit and just go on the nights where they're just doing like demolition derby. Like yeah, the, trailer park, the trailer, yeah, yeah, uh, the trailer, the crazy eight races, <laughs> crazy <where> eight <laughs> races, and school bus races and yeah. stuff like that. That's what that's you just want to see them blow shit up. But that's not at like two hundred miles an hour, right? I mean, they're no, but they're smashing buses at each other, which is cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. Smashing buses is cool. I yeah, I, I would I would say that if I were to watch NASCAR, it would be to see an accident. There's a NASCAR race. <laughs> There's a NASCAR race I mean, on right now. Otherwise, you have a cluster of people that are it's essentially watching the freeway, isn't it? And I, I'm sorry if there's NASCAR fans out there listening to us. No offense, but I don't get it cuz like you have a cluster of cars going around a track uh, 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 you know, essentially an I oval. I can explain mm-hmm. to you the love of NASCAR. I can, have become a NASCAR. Can fan. you explain to me the in the strategy behind it and why like a fan would like watch that for 500 laps okay so for me i mean i i I worked like enough saturdays like colin was saying i was forced to watch it enough times i actually begin to understand it i actually begin to like it part of it is you you develop like uh okay so it's like you know much like um much like when you watch football or baseball or something like that you're like uh, I'm rooting for the Cubs or I'm rooting for the Bears or something like that, right? So in NASCAR, you're rooting for a driver like Cole Trickle <laughs> or 
you know, Rusty real, Hauser. You know, I'm, I'm rooting <laughs> for, uh, like, you know, you're rooting for right. Dale Earnhardt Jr. or, you know. Your Rusty Wallace's. Yeah, but you have to Tony Stewart's. And you're Tony Stewart. So, so, like, I became a fan of Tony Stewart. Right? So, it's like, you're rooting for Tony Stewart. And once you have somebody to root for, then it's like, okay, I'm rooting for him to win this race. So, that's why you're watching the race. Because, much like why you want to watch a baseball game. Or is this baseball. the same reason why you want to watch horse races? Horse races is money. <laughs> horse, well, I mean, horse yeah, races. Yeah, I think it is. Like, yeah, yeah, horse races is more about money. Well, okay, now I understand that, but like, say I'm rooting for the Cubs, it's because I want them to win the game, but also it's because I know that they're going to score, and those, when they, you know, if they go all the way around the bases and they score, then that's a little win, you know, each time that happens, and that happens multiple times in a game, hopefully, not usually for the Cubs, but it <laughs> should. Usually, you know, you know you're, you're watching it because there's cool, you know, you're watching it because, okay, there's potentially crashes. But is there like an instant? I guess if they take the lead, that's like a little they, win. Yeah, when they take for, the lead, and there's cool like moves, and especially at the end of the race when if it's like a dramatic finish or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but I could good. turn that on at the you know lap two fifty or lap five hundred yeah. and be like, hey, here we go, mm-hmm. who's gonna win? And I didn't have to watch it for five hours. Yeah, I mean, those, <laughs> things, those things are long, dude. Yeah, They're yeah. really, really long. So you're basically hoping that somebody crashes to. Liven it up. Well, sometimes. And so the movie goes and like we're just gonna know, give you a whole bunch of people crash. Man, it looks like, like the most unsafe sport in the world, according to gonna, Days of Thunder. Because like the thing is, is like when you're watching, yeah. when you're if you're watching NASCAR on TV, and I know this from working NASCAR, crashing ain't cool because like if if there's a major crash, it's like they stop the race for like. Well, yeah, just an hour. You know, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, it's that weird deal where almost like a kind of a gladiator sport or something like that, you know, it's like where you want something horrible, you want to see something mm-hmm. horrible happen. But when it does, because you've almost wished it into existence, then you feel like this. You feel horrible about it when, you know, Dale Earnhardt right. dies. Yeah. It's like you wanted that fucker to crash for years. <laughs> and he finally did and he died. It was like then it's like, oh, this is it's well this yeah. is even more worse than, you know. It's like you jinxed him. Yeah. Or, you know, you put this on him. Don't you yeah, put yeah. that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> I hope you have a child someday and it loses the use of its legs. I hope that for you. <laughs> Don't you put that on me, Ricky. Don't you put that hate on me. (laughs) Sorry. Apparently we were watching the wrong movie. (laughs) I have not seen Talladega. I know, see? There's no point in watching it after this because we're not going to have this conversation again. Dude, I can counter-program. (laughs) Counter-program. Next week I can break Talladega Nights. Yeah, you should probably. You guys have already seen it already. (laughs) Yeah, we have. It's, it's, it's It's a super, like, I mean, like, yeah. If you like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley yeah. and Adam McKay, yeah. if you like that, you should watch comedy. that and then like Step Brothers too, probably. Yeah, Step Brothers also, they're but there like, should be a Step Brothers too. They're both like quotable movies. Mm-hmm. And Anchorman. I mean, it's not John C. Riley, but he's he. It's yeah. It's essentially Days of Thunder, the comedy version of it. Mm-hmm. What you're Talladega saying Nights. is, I'm sorry, I'm not reading this right. Is the comedy version of Days of Thunder? Better than Days of Thunder, is that what we're saying? I think so. 
I think yeah. all aspects yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so why? Why does Days of, value th- of it? Why no. does Ga- Days of Thunder suck compared to the comedy well, version? No, no, no. no we did not say that. <laughs> Don't ter- put the two words Days of Thunder and suck in the same sentence. All yeah. right. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole ocean between. That's true. Unless I was, you I was Days of Thunder doesn't suck. suck. Okay. Why does Days of Thunder Pale in comparison to the parody version. Now let's. Let, how about we put it like this? Why is Talladega Nights better, <laughs> slightly better than Days of Thunder? And I, like I said it before, marginally better. I think because it does have like that exact same story, only it also has comedy and it has better NASCAR. And it might be better NASCAR. Comedy makes it better than drama. Comedy. Well, let's Days of. Th- it's, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer film. Is it really drama, or is yeah. it like this, you know? It's, it's you Jerry your... Bruckheimer drama, which is like you know. It's less, yeah. It's like built up way like. Oh it's melodrama. It's like it's yeah, mellow yeah. yellow drama. It's, oh, oh nice. no! As everybody raises Ding. their mellow yellow, <laughs> which may have some vodka in it. I like that. Or oh. moonshine. If oh. how about yellow, that? Yellow, Neither yellow. the mellow Ding. or the yellow are yellow. Or mellow. All right, listen closely to his <laughs> voice because this this is a man who's now working on his second glass uh, yeah. of moonshine flavored <laughs> mellow yellow. Just you can chart this during the the broadcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I can see through the walls. <laughs> I'm surprised you can see it all. I, all I right. can see the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, to the future. There's that one part where his car blew up. I'm like 88 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, there's there there is this. Scene where it looks like it's about to go back in time, like the DeLorean. Cole's car—they must have put bottle rockets on it or something because <laughs> like they're firing out of the engine. Which we find out he just he redlined his engine because he was afraid to race. And also, which is really weird in that scene in the uh, in the barn between Tom Cruise and uh, Robert Duvall, where you think it's going to be a Tony Scott love scene, and it kind of is, but <laughs> really what it is is it's. It's uh. Do they wrestle in that scene? They, they do wrestle. Oh, they do. there you go. Okay, there, well, that's there right. Man touching there. Yeah. yeah, but what it is is it's. It was a Tony and Scott love scene. <laughs> it's both of them admitting that they're both afraid to get back on the track, you know, yeah. because Robert Duvall had lost a driver prior to Cole, and Cole had just been through some serious shit. He was shell shocked. Yeah, he was totally shell shocked, and and it's weird because they're both like, you know, like. It starts out Robert Duvall is trying to make a point that, you know, like pointing out that that's why you're afraid to get back on the track and you think it's going to be, you know, you have to get back up on that horse and you have to go out there and ride again. And instead, what it ends up being is Robert Duvall coming clean, like the tables turn and Tom Cruise is more like um, basically saying like that you're afraid to go out there on the track too because you lost this driver so we're in the same situation and they have to help each other through it and get back to Daytona it's beautiful man there's this one thing that I, I retract I my liked. man movie comment from earlier <laughs> there's this one thing that I kind of like where it's just like he's uh cause he what, what he's scared of what Tom Cruise is really really scared of is when he's driving cause of smoke is like before he went through like you know there's an accident there's smoke on the track so he couldn't see when he went through it he like T-bone. T-bone somebody. Yeah. 
So, like, they recreate that exact instance of the smoke, and he's like, oh, no, I'm scared, I'm scared. But right when he drives, he's like, you can do it, just drive on through. I know there's a path. And right when he gets through that smoke, it's like... I thought you were going to cry Tom, right there. Tom, Tom Cruise yeah. going, yeah! And I'm going, Tom here was fist pumping in the back. I heard it. Yeah, because again, like I'm sitting in front of these guys, they can hear Tom in the background, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, at some point here, there's going to be tears, like, being slung around this. That that was the moment when he's like, he's like, boom. He's not, he's no longer afraid. He's got this stupid smile on his face. It's like, boom. The car goes into overdrive. First place. See, this is also the thing about these kind of movies, I guess, that always kind of interests me. It's like the first 20 minutes or so, I guess this is, you know, just, this is the rules are of the formula that you have to do. But in the first 20 minutes or so, when like the guy shows up, <clears throat> your hero, he's like super cocky and he can fucking do anything. And it's like, you know, look at this guy. He can, you know, race this Kinda way. Like he can fly gun. the plane this way. He can box this way, whatever the fuck. And it's all really exciting. He gets the girl. You got the meat cute with the girl. In this case, he's got like, uh, I don't know. Should we set this up or not? He's it's, got a busted brain. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a, well, yeah, no, he's talking about the the girl. He well, he meets. So they they have uh, the his caravan gets pulled over oh, I'm sorry. by these yeah. cops, and they line everybody up, and they're frisking them because they're carrying the goddamn moonshine that Brent's drinking across state lines with intent to distribute. And uh, one of the the female he's got a officer, concealed weapon. the female officer frisks Tom Cruise uh, rather intimately, and it turns out that she's actually been paid off by the racing team to you know do this. So when he meets Nicole Kidman, what, like an hour into the fucking movie, uh, he assumes that you know, she's his doctor. He assumes that she also has been uh, recruited by the team, so he makes an inappropriate move. And, oh, isn't that cute? They're going to get together. But, sorry. Uh, so in the, from the first <laughs> section of the movie, it's all like, yeah, this is fun, and we're living life, and it's awesome. And then comes that moment where it's like, oh, shit, something horrible has happened. And now... All the fun gets sucked out of life. And now it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I was cut out to be this person that the movie demands that I be, the the hero of the film. And so then it takes them a good soul-searching... It seems like Top Gun did it faster, but Days of, <laughs> Days of Thunder seems to wallow in the like. Yeah, because all I can hear is you know Tom's reminding me of this while I'm like trying to get engrossed in the, in the movie. I hear Tom going like, "Cause he's scared. <laughs> cause, Cause he's scared. It's like everything that happens. Cause he's scared. He can't do. It Cause he's scared. He can't do this. Cause he's scared. He can't. Do it. Cause he's scared. At the end, that's probably why Tom was losing his shit right there at the end. Cause it's like, yeah, no, he's not scared anymore. Not On scared. that final lap, woohoo! He conquered his fears. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie gets fun again for like five minutes. Yeah, it's, a, it's um, called the, the a movie. movie That's what happens. The best fucking. Well, I don't know if it's the best. The end of this movie is it awesome or not? Because it's like Robert Duvall's like waddling. They're like. Let's, <laughs> it's all that moonshine. Robert Duvall <laughs> and uh, Cole. Tom Cruise. It's funny that you say a real actor name and a character. <laughs> well, we can't remember what's the what's yeah. fucking name. So, Dusty. So, Dusty. 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 Crop. Crop. Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. Crop. Dusty. Crop. Robert Duvall and uh, Tom Cruise. They're gonna go to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Where the hell did that come from? That's Talladega Nights. Oh, okay, all right. Another callback for Talladega Nights. They're going to go to Applebee's, and they're like, I'll race you to Applebee's. And, they, and Robert Duvall's all waddling, Tom Cruise's like, ho, ho, ho. Tom Cruise's hair's flowing in the wind. Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise has a, uh, something in his contract that says he has to run, like, balls out in every movie he's ever in. <laughs> And he almost missed it in this movie. It's like, cars? I don't know. Can I run? What's the best Tom Cruise balls out running scene? Mission Impossible 3. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, where he's racing down there. Yes, yeah. I would agree. In the sandstorm? <laughs> no, that's four. No, 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 that's four. In three, he's got to like run down. It's like on the, I don't know, like a pagoda or something. Where the yeah. fuck are they? Like They're in yeah. Asia somewhere. Yeah, and he's running like along the riverbank and he's going to kill. Whatever. I don't think he ran in Rock of Ages, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Didn't happen. But he didn't did, happen. He sings, though, so that's yeah. a. Uh, that counts. That counts. Shit, I had a thought that I was going to, but I can't remember what it was. Something before the ball's out running. Well, oh, the, what was missing from the end of this movie, we were saying while we were watching it. Is uh, okay. So the uh, <clears throat> all right. Michael Rooker plays the uh, initial like nemesis, other racer that Tom Cruise has to best on the uh, on the racetrack. He does. They are they you know buttheads. I met, I met Michael Rooker by the way. Merle. That's right. Shook his hand in. Uh, yeah. So he had both hands at the time. <laughs> <laughs> But they, uh, so these are the guys who are like, you know, they're fighting each other. You know, they got the egos that each one of them has to be the best. And uh, eventually they come to a understanding. They become friends. Then Michael Rooker suffers a setback where he's in an accident and he fucks up his brain and he can't race anymore. And so he begs of Tom Cruise, well, at least for the foreseeable future. So he begs of Tom Cruise, race in my car why because the sponsor sponsored the car and i've got you know payments on a house and blah 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 and like my family's like 15 you know. kids yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you totally you totally you totally missed the comment about the 15 kids right and the 15 kids you, you were... i don't have any more mellow yellow down here but unfortunately i got pepsi if you want one. right here mellow no, yellow so uh the uh so Michael Rooker asks Tom Cruise when he goes to Daytona for the final thing to race in his car because it will benefit his family and secure his future, which, you know, Tom Cruise owes him because they're, they're buddies or whatever. And the thing that's missing, from so from that point, then they go to Daytona and they do their, and Michael Rooker is never seen again. And I'm like, where is the scene where he's like in his hospital room surrounded by like his wife and the 15 kids? Like, <laughs> yeah, Maverick, you did it. But that never happens. We get to keep our house. That's not just me, right? I mean, no, that, no, that was, no, no, no. I would like to see that scene too. You know what? I think it would have been instead of like the wife and the kids, it would have been like him, like, yeah, and the nurse coming in, like, sir, you have to calm down. Yeah, he you like, know, kicks a bedpan. And then or he something. like yeah. fucking has a heart attack. <laughs> and die. That would have been brilliant. Like, you know what else I thought? Yeah. Yes. And then his brain Rips explodes his and just like starts squirting out the top of <laughs> yes. the, through the drill hole where they were going to drill <laughs> exactly, into his brain. Exactly. I thought at the end of it, like right when they got into the, like, that final lap, and it's like, here it goes. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Tom Cruise is driving around and I'm like you know what would make I'm like this is still it's Robert Town this could be this guy who did the fucking do you gotta forget about it Jake it's Chinatown he could end this movie with the like this guy fucking loses cause I'm yeah. sitting there going like yeah yeah I can't do it blah blah is there any doubt in anybody's mind that he's gonna fucking be uh -huh. the guy who wins this race no I'm like but you know what would be awesome if he didn't 
Well, but that's a different at, movie. At, that's Kingpin. During, during that era, though, wasn't it? Like, it always had to come out the winner. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like because America has to come out the winner. Yeah, you, you lose, knew. The, you, you know, going into it, there's win. no, there's no dramatic. You know, I mean, they're building a, a drama there, but like, the conclusion is already, you know, <laughs> foregone. I guess the only thing was like how he beats his inner demon in order to win. Once he does that, he's going to win. It's just so that becomes the suspense. But it it just doesn't seem like it's focused on that. It's like, is he going to win? I don't know. Is he not going to win? But it's really, is he or is he not going to be able to push past the... Okay, here's the answer. This is, I can best that right now. He's coming up, he's coming up that final curve, right? The fourth to corner. To the smoke. He's coming to up the to the smoke. recreation of the moment that fucked him up. He's going, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. Michael Rooker's ghost shows up in the passenger seat of the car and says, Use you can do force. it. Oh, Close because your eyes cause and, he didn't make it through the surgery. Right. Well, and we don't know if he's dead or not, but his ghost is there. It doesn't matter. He goes through. Well, Use I mean, the they, they, they did do a shot when he went through. He, you know, Tom Cruise almost had a freak-out moment, and they showed like the car that he T-boned. Like, oh, no, he had a flashback of the moment, but he fought through it. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't, I didn't know if that was a flashback or if that was actually happening. You know, I mean, there's like this. Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff. He was just stuff, missing the cars. Yeah, there was a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. I wasn't quite sure if he was like, because he was like kind of freaking out. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was like a flashback or if that was what yeah. was actually going on. Yeah, because he comes to, I think the edit is like he's going through the cloud and then all of a sudden like the other guy's car is there and I'm like, oh shit, it is going to happen again. He's going to nail this other car. But then, no. That was cool. Yeah. What Jack would you like? Daniels. Oh, the Jack Daniels. They're a beast the, down there. Oh, and the Milwaukee's. This is, it's mellow yellow, uh, Milwaukee's best light. Light. <laughs> That'll work. Brent. Thanks. I'm getting called out on all my drinks tonight. Well, no, I'm probably, Nick, probably, out. Nick is drinking the uh, Jack Daniels Down Home Punch. Down Home Punch. Looks like it's got a... Uh, NASCAR approved. Oh, yeah? <laughs> What's the flavor on it? Yeah. Or are you going to need a church key? It's like a fruit punch. Not only is Colin our host, he's also our bartender most Well, of yeah, I mean, we, we got to call out. What, Colin, what, what, what tasty beverage I'm you drinking drink? the Shiner Bach, which more people should appreciate. All you Austinites or yeah, Texas folk, you know what I'm talking about. Because, you know, it's a NASCAR, we got to right. sponsor it. Yeah. <laughs> and if right. we haven't said Mellow Yellow, I think we have to say it like 35 <laughs> times during the podcast. And I was like, Mellow yeah, Yellow. as soon as we said that we were playing this movie, everybody's like, you got to have the Mellow Yellow. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, you'll know, you'll know. And so the whole way through this movie, I'm sitting there like, first of all, he's sponsored by like head floss. And then it's like super dew. And then like super flow. Super flow. And Motor yeah. oil. Not and at the very end, somebody's else. sponsored by Hardee's. And then at the very end, he's sponsored by Mellow Yellow. Very end of the movie. Yeah, but like, you that's guys the car that he wins remembered with, this. Oh, ah, yeah. that's why, because it was the winner. Yeah, Mellow Yellow. Man, I fucking had the Mellow Yellow yeah, Hot Wheels I, car, I had man. The Hot Wheels car. <laughs> I, I think I had the cup from Hardee's. That had yeah, yeah. We we were all in down with that sponsorship behind, like in the nineties, man. Yeah, awesome. and like Tom was saying, that Hardee's you kill two birds with one stone because you got the Hardee's and the Mellow Yellow at whoa, Hardee's. Whoa, inside the Hardee's whoa. and the cup. Whoa, yeah. and yeah. It's like blow, magic. Blow, it'll blow your mind. Uh, I'm, I'm mind blown. blown. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably do wrap ups then. Uh, yeah. Any any other keen observations about Days of Thunder before we go into wrap up mode? Well, okay. Real quick, Colin, you were talking earlier about the scene where they're traveling on the essentially the tour bus. It's the trailer with the NASCAR in it, and there's a scene where 
Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise are talking, you know, kind of having this, one of their first bonding experiences after having just won their first race. And, like, you don't know where they're at, like, spatially. It, it, it's because the set isn't wobbling like you would or whatever to yeah. apply movement. There's a light but going there's by. there's a blue light. Yeah, but it looks like a lighthouse. It's, like, constant. Yeah. Kind that of was effect. really weird. That was. That's all I got. Only when they got pulled over do we figure out where the... <laughs> Which there were no windows on that goddamn truck. I mean, uh, <laughs> there were windows on the inside set, but not on the outside. Anyway. Maybe on the roof. I just wanted there to. There were a few continuity errors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the head f- or the yeah the earplugs. Sorry yeah. about that. So Nick, you're up first. What is your wrap up on Days of Thunder? Days of Thunder. Well, I had, like I said earlier tonight. Um, I'd I'd seen this movie hundreds of times, you know, seeing it run at the movie theater. And uh, it's just one of those movies that, you know, you have your Hoosiers, that's your basketball movie. You have, you know, your, you know, Friday Night Lights, your League of Their Own. Those are, like, the movies for that sport. And I've always put Days of Thunder as the NASCAR movie, you know. What's the Formula One movie? Formula One movie. I don't know. I don't go to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Driven. Yeah, I, no, no, I watched not. like five minutes of that and <laughs> lost interest. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of it. You know, like I said earlier, it's it's a guys movie. It's one of those movies that you turn on TNT, you know, one night and it's on and you're gonna watch it. You know, you're not gonna. Channel surf. Yeah, you fall in love with Tom Cruise. We get it because <laughs> of his <laughs> eyes. He's so dreamy. But sorry, sorry. but yeah, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I, I definitely tell people they have to see it at least once before you die. Before you die, you'll see Days of Thunder. It's on your bucket list. <laughs> if you had a choice between Talladega Nights and Days of Thunder, like you had to watch one, which one would you pick? Well. Just for the entertainment factor, the you know, the comedy of it would be Talladega Nights. So why isn't okay. Talladega Nights your NASCAR movie? <laughs> because because I I think of Days of Thunder more reality based for that sport than Talladega Nights. What's you your know? football movie? Any My, given Sunday. Any given Sunday, like, like I said, you know, Friday Rudy? Night Lights. Oh uh, yeah, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I'm not a big. I'm not, I didn't like Rudy all that much. No, so, no. You know, I, Where is I, White Man Can't Jump in here? <laughs> For me, White Man Can't Jump's pretty high up <laughs> on the basketball yeah. chain. But level. you know, I've I've always been a we been are a sports, sports no. movie guy. So you know, this is this is up there for for one of my sports movies. Gotcha. Uh, Days of Thunder or Top Gun. <laughs> Oh, nothing can beat Top Gun. <laughs> There's no Days of Thunder in 3D, damn it. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> give, give them time. Good point. Good All right, point. Tom, what's your, what's your wrap-up on Days of Thunder? Oh, well, I mean, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. This was this was, was an awesome movie. Um, I mean, it's no Top Gun. Well, that's okay. But <laughs> not all movies can be Top Gun. It's no Top Gun, but you know, I mean, it, it's you know, it, it, it's it's good. It, it, it's a good, 
Um, it's a good brotastic movie. You know, I mean, if you want to... Brotastic. <laughs> you know, if you want to get around and just, like, be like, just, I want to be filled with dude energy and just like, I'm a fucking man! I'm just gonna fucking eat like, ah! <laughs> sit around, drink beer, and eat please. beef jerky, fucking eat pretzels, and just be like, no, 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 down please, the moonshine. Please don't ever say again, filled with dude energy. <laughs> <laughs> because then you'll have the wet spot underneath the car. Uh, uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to sit down, you're going to be like, bam, you can watch Top Gun, Heat, Days of Thunder. <laughs> The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> you know, just like that. You Anything just... starring Lee Marvin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rocky. Old Tom Cruise is the Not new a... Lee Marvin. This is kind of frightening. I'm just saying, Days of Thunder. Then you're like, you got Charles Bronson. You got like Clint Eastwood. Okay, Marvin. all right, all right. Dude so, movies. So like, you know, this, is the, this is the Stallone. 90s dude movies, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, the movie did feel a little dated. <laughs> no, no, it, it was. It, it's a good movie. I think you, you, you definitely need to see it. Uh, it's no Top Gun. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement or not. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's look at Days of Thunder. We got uh, the thing that was kind of. Uh, I mean, again, I have no attachment at all to NASCAR, the actual sport. Uh, how many NASCAR movies have I seen? I'm going to say this is maybe the only one. I've seen, you know, what I would consider a fair share of racing movies. So I guess, you know, to me it wasn't so much like what they were actually doing. It could be flying jets. It could be miniature golf or uh, racing. It's the actual story that they were telling. Uh, and then it's like, you know, what do I think of the characters that populate it? I thought it was a well-written film. Uh, you know, I mean, Tony Scott is an expert vis visual stylist. You know, we were saying earlier, it looks pretty much like everything that he did from that period of time. I want to say that he probably, <clears throat> you know, this is the brother of uh, Ridley Scott. Uh, they both came out of the commercial, uh, world, uh, evolved into, uh, cinema. And then unfortunately Tony Scott went and uh, for some reasons we don't know yet, uh, jumped off a bridge last year and killed himself and just, you know, that was it. Well, we know that he was diagnosed with. No, that, that they say that wasn't that that came from somewhere and was not necessarily true. I don't know if that's been oh, really? confirmed. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean that's a, it's too bad because I mean we're talking about a major Hollywood talent. I want to say that his style uh, from this period of time was completely. I mean, this was a Jerry Bruckheimer slash Don Simpson production. Don Simpson died. Not too long after this movie was made, I would say, and, so, and made Jerry Bruckheimer like you know. Don this, Simpson was in this movie. Yeah, he was in it as a something, but he was a, the the two of them were like this producing powerhouse, like in the eighties. Simpson dies, Bruckheimer goes on and becomes like you know Jerry fucking Bruckheimer who does CSI and like all these movies that end up looking exactly the same. I would say that you know you look at Days of Thunder and you compare it to like Gone in sixty seconds or something like that, and you're like or Con Air, and you're like. Eh. Those kind of all look the same. He hires these people, and they're kind of protégés, and I think he shapes the the look. But I think Tony Scott was the pioneer of that look. You know, I think we watched True Romance uh, on this podcast, which was one of his uh, prior movies. I think Scott's Tony Scott's visual uh, 
like his directing style maybe evolved in the 2000s with like i want to say like man on fire and domino and uh you know some of the deja vu and some of you know taking of the pelham one two three and i mean spy game all that stuff where it kind of got even more punchier he made like a 90s style which i think was like often imitated even i see that in a lot of video games you know it's kind of like uh military shooters for some reason or even uh shit max Payne, the new max Payne, max Payne three looks like man on fire and you know the thing that was cool about that movie was uh it took like you know subtitles because everybody's speaking you know uh, spanish and the subtitles are like interactive they interacted with the characters and with the scenery and i thought that was kind of cool um this movie's also so i mean it's it's I think Days of Thunder was, like, you know, done by the best, you know, technical crew that you could possibly get. Um, the acting, I think, is much better than a movie, you know, that you would expect of, like, you know, kind of a formula uh, racing story. You know, the, uh, I mean, I guess it is, it's every sports movie has pretty much this same story where you've got the guy who's untested. We're going to test him in some, you know, a, a challenge and then he's going to rise, you know, he's going to have a setback and then he's going to rise to the greatness and become the, you know, the sports champion that he was always meant to be. I mean, that's that's the story in a nutshell, I think. But it has this supporting cast. I mean, Robert Duvall, I'm like watching him. I'm like just, you know, I, I like I like to watch movies and uh, sometimes try to, in my mind, imagine what the lines they're saying look like when they were written on a page and like an actor looks at them and goes like, you know, here's the line, and I'm going to deliver it in a way that has to sound convincing to you that I'm just, like, I just thought this up. And Robert Duvall sells that, like, all the fucking time. And the guy's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a bad Robert Duvall performance, like, in his entire career. I mean, you know, I can't think of anything before The Godfather right now off the top <laughs> of my head. But, you know, he's awesome. Uh, this is the movie that introduced, uh, well, no, it didn't introduce Nicole Kidman. She was in Dead Calm prior to this, which I saw, which was really good. Her and Billy Zane. Uh, it was a thriller from Australia. It was really good. But this is the movie that famously hooked her and Tom Cruise up together. Uh, I thought she was really good, but as Nick pointed out during the movie, I think she's actually like gotten even more beautiful with age. Uh, yep. you know, the only reason why I watched Moulin Rouge with wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she was, uh, she's, you know, I mean, you can tell that, you know, she's one of those people where I can imagine just during the casting process, the fact that she can walk up to Tom Cruise and just like shove him, you know, like without kind of any kind of fear. Cause like this guy's obviously like a huge Hollywood star. Well, she's and, twice his size. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you're, still, if you're, if you're like time. cast <laughs> against Tom Cruise in a movie, I'm sure some actresses wouldn't be able to go like, you know, like I'm just going to come up, you know, yeah. the fact that she can get, I'm like, that's why she got that part. That's why, you know, she's kind of fearless in that way. Um, you know, it's got Michael Rooker, who prior to this, I want to say, had probably done Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. He was an actor out of Chicago with, a, like, a theater troupe and then did this, like, really fucking horrible, horrible. And I'm not saying, like, it's a bad movie, but it's, like, it's a, one of those chore to watch. Like, you know, you thought Killis was bad. I recommended a, kill, a movie called Killis to Brent the other day. He's like, what the fuck are you thinking after seeing that? Well, I'm like, it's a great... <laughs> bad in the sense of, like, morally irreprehensible. Yeah, more, yeah, that's Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is the first time I ever saw a, uh, uh, Michael Rooker. And, like, so that's your first impression of this guy. And I'm like, this guy's fucked. And then, you know, you see him in stuff like this and, you know, Slither eventually. Cliffhanger. Thinking, 
Yeah, and, um, until you know, Walking I, Dead. I only recognized him from from The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's Michael fucking Rooker, but no hands. Yeah. No. <laughs> and John C. Riley before you know before Boogie Nights. I'm trying to think. We were you know what made him like a a viable you know like a commodity and not just like a supporting guy. Maybe it was, but I can't remember. And uh, who else is in it? Uh, Randy Quaid. Uh, this Shitter's is a, full. Yeah, a, a, a performance from Randy Quaid before he went bug shit crazy and started seeing people like uh, hiding <laughs> right. out in the woodwork uh, everywhere that you squatting know, in houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's really sad. It's sad, but it's like fascinating at the same time. That, like he and his wife like went fucking crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. <laughs> um, who else is in this movie? Anybody else that I'm missing? That's like. A, I think that's it. But I mean, Carrie Oh, uh, Carrie was yeah. Who just basically? I don't think he says more than like five lines mm-hmm. in the movie. He just sits there, smirks with the, the douchebag stare. Yeah, he's got he. That's you know, he's the douchebag. He looks yeah. like a douchebag. I mean, like I know Princess Bride kind of gave him like this guy. That's the first time I ever saw him. Was Princess Bride, and he had this kind of like you know, you know, he's the Prince Charming or whatever the fuck he was, and you know, like the roguish good guy. And then, like, but I'm like, that was casting him against type because his type is douchebag. Like, I totally buy him as douchebag and, like, everything else that he does. That's his delivery, too. I mean, he's got a really weird... Yeah. Well, I think it's because a lot of it is him when he's trying to camouflage his uh, English accent. It's that kind of really odd uh, American... You know, that he, then he pulls off. It's like, there's just something not, this guy's not on the level, you know? <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say that the movie is, it's uh, expertly crafted, uh, you know, ex- ex- well acted for the type of movie. I mean, again, uh, missing Tom Cruise, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, that guy is a guy, I guess maybe that's the thing. We always overlook Tom Cruise because he's, you know, Mr. Hollywood. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, you know, if we were to say Steven Spielberg is like the biggest fucking director right now, Tom Cruise is probably the biggest actor. Still? I don't know. Uh, he's, he's done a couple of bit parts. Uh, like, Brad Pitt. Uh, was yeah. it? Tropi- Tropic Thunder. He, Tropic Thunder, yeah. And then uh, Rock of Ages. I actually like Rock of Ages, and he, I th- he did a pretty good job. But do it. you go see a Tom Cruise movie because, like, otherwise you wouldn't have any interest in it, but Tom Cruise is in it, so I'll go check uh, it out. Maybe, maybe would, like, Mission Impossible, maybe? I That's, would say he's still the most prolific actor in the sense that he can do whatever he wants, and he's been able to do that for, like, the last 20 years at least. I mean, 30 years, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at I think it was, it was probably Top Gun was the one that really – you know, put him on that rise, and then he had like a series of you know. I mean, Days of Thunder. I think at the time was a box office success. I'm uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you know, Tom Tom Cruise. I mean, you know, when you watch him, it's like he, you know, because I'm again, I was uh, watching him versus you know Robert Duvall, where Robert Duvall is like clearly like you know, like I said, never seen the guy give a bad performance. Great actor. Watching Tom Cruise hold his own in a room with a great actor, you know, I mean that's that's no small feat. I mean, I think that Tom Cruise is a good actor. I don't I don't know if I'd say great, but I mean he is up there with the best of them. I mean, like that's why he's worth you know the however much they pay him for these movies. Plus, he's got the drawing power to like you'll go see him in a fucking movie. You know, it's like he's a star. Uh, so I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, and I think he does he does really well. Um, the, the thing I would fault the movie for was that, you know, it's like it really, when it boils down to it, it is a story that you've seen done in, uh, you know, I'm not going to say better. I would just say you've seen it done, 
a number of different times for a bunch of different sports. It seems to follow the kind of the sports movie template. And so for that, it's like, what does it do to distinguish itself from those? Well, this is the NASCAR one. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of NASCAR films out there. Yeah. So they just by that virtue alone, it's like, if you're in a NASCAR, if you have any kind of passing interest in it, then you have to see Days of Thunder. And that alone will make it a box office yeah. success. Yes. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR, like? NASCAR like? fans are like, it's huge. Unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, uh, Disney was like making money hand over fist for like a couple of years where they did like The Rookie. Was it The Rookie? No. Yeah. There was a movie with Dennis Quaid. There was one with. I want to say oh, it was We Are We yeah. Are Marshall. They, they yeah. just did like, you know, here's the, mm. you know. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like every yeah. year they had this sports movie. Mm. It was like the same fucking movie. Mm. It was just, well, now it's about hockey. You know, and remember the Titans was another Brockheimer picture. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you fault them, and but like, I mean, I guess you got you got those those Disney movies. Those were all like true stories, though. Yeah, and like, they're I mean, like, remember yeah, but the they Titans. can be true stories. But the reason that the the reason that anybody thought like, hey, we should make a movie out of this is because, you know. This is going to be, you know, we had a successful for whatever the first one was. Uh, there was a surprise box office success. And, like, you know, people really love that well, yeah. that we can gather around this, you know, person who's got to fight against, like, people, impossible odds to become, you know, yeah, to that's excel what, That's this. why, like, I mean, that's why, that's what makes sports in itself um, so popular. I mean, like, especially, like, you know, like, <clears throat> like March Madness. You know, when college football March Madness comes around, when like you know, you know, you had the like this Cinderella team that you know, everybody roots behind, that you know, this small town being you know, sure, the yeah. underdog being the bear guy, and that's always been. That's why the greatest fans in the world are the Cubs because they, it's not going to happen. But they, you know, every year they there's always next year. There's a chance, and <laughs> yeah. that that story would be so great. And I think with the sports story, they get away with it because. I don't know. I mean, I think that the 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 sports fans that are going to these movies or the NASCAR fans, they're not looking for, you know, the like some like Blair Witch Project or mind altering, you know, some uh, inception. Like they're not that looking changes for, the form in some right, way. Yeah, they're not looking it's for not, the cabin in the woods that's gonna break the mold. They're just looking for There's a fun an idea story. For a movie. <laughs> right there, the the meta sports film. <laughs> yeah. Copyrighted. Uh, Mellow yeah. Mellow. We're going to do for sports what Blair Witch Project did for horror. No, or Cabin in the Woods did for horror. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not faulting it for that. I'm just saying that that's, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, if I would recommend it, you know, because I'm saying there's nothing really wrong with the movie. And, I mean, it does a number of things, like, really well, you know, Technically, it's it's a well-made Hollywood product about NASCAR. Okay, you know, is that a recommendation? If you really don't give a shit about NASCAR, you're not going to see the movie. It's like if you don't care about NASCAR, should you see this movie? I don't think so. What? Yeah, no, if you're not like a NASCAR fan, if NASCAR doesn't appeal to you, then it's like do you have to say see Days of Thunder or should you see Any Given Sunday or should you see White Man Can't Jump or Hoosiers? Like which one of those is the better film you know it's like if you if you want to see a great film see this one see i don't think days of thunder is i'm not a nascar fan myself but uh, i still 
fun and enjoyable. No, no. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just taste. I mean, it's, you know, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I would say, pff, I don't know. <laughs> He's teetering. Yeah, Come I'm, on. I'm teetering. teetering. Oh, oh. You're, you're going saying into the top guns, better. We're losing. Well, uh, see, the thing I hate, yeah, I hate when we sit here and we do like, uh, I, I qualify this by like, if you're into this, then you'll like it. But that's basically what I just did. <laughs> if you like NASCAR, you have to see this movie. If you don't care about NASCAR, see, what's going then on you right can now? you could ignore it. And you're, not no, don't say that. Sleep. Don't say that. Wait, wait, wait for this analogy because it's gonna be good. <laughs> You're going around the fourth turn and smokes ahead, and you see it. No, fear. You're scared. You're scared. What don't, am I scared don't, of? Don't be afraid to recommend this movie. Yeah. Go through that smoke. Go through the smoke. And go just go. Through and go smoke. I recommend this movie. And you'd be like, yeah. yeah. Then Tom's yeah. going to get up I and he's going to piss pump. I, I guess we'll I don't. Because I just saw it as like, I saw it, you know. I, yeah, I saw it as like, okay, this is a good, this is the the curse of seeing too many fucking movies is what it comes down to. It's like you start seeing the same movie over and over again. And you look for that little thing that like you know talks to you specifically. This one didn't talk to me because sports, you know, NASCAR is not my thing. I've seen other ones, you know, that that I got more involved in the characters or something. Where this one was kind of like I don't know, yeah, I, I see who he is and whatever, but it just really doesn't like. Okay, so what? I guess I would rather watch Rocky. I would say watch Rocky. If you want this story, watch Rocky. Rocky is a better Gun. version of this story. <laughs> Top Gun isn't this story, I don't think. <laughs> Top Gun is something different. I would recommend Top Gun, even if you don't like fucking jet movies, because it doesn't matter. It's not a war movie. It's not about jets. It's a sport movie. I would recommend Top Gun. I would recommend Rocky. I wouldn't recommend Days of Thunder. There it is. Oh. Which is actually about a sport NASCAR. Um I'm not going to mention Top Gun in this wrap-up, so don't even try. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking in Tom's direction right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what can I say about uh, NASCAR, NASCAR, about Days of Thunder that hasn't already been said here tonight? I think that... Fucking awesome. It's, it is. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking awesome. Um, and, like, the, the small little issues I have with it, like, that there's not enough race and there's too much smashing... Don't get me wrong. I like the smashing. Rubbing. 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 <laughs> if you're not rubbing, it's not racing. Mm-hmm. When he hit. I see, what, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Well, when they get in the big accident, that's smashing. That's that's definitely not rubbing. But it's about uh, ramming. <laughs> ramming. Ram ramming from behind. <laughs> I'm gonna ram them. <laughs> Just dudes ramming other dudes. <laughs> uh, Once again, not Brokeback Mountain. No, no, it's not. It's 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 a it, it's a fun movie. I think um, it it's, doesn't come right out and say it, but I think it's it is like it's a it's almost like a father and son story, you know, with Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise, and they have this relationship with each other, and you never really see like you see a lot of. Uh, Michael Rooker's family, but you never really see anything. It's weird. You don't see a lot of like family, except for like the relationship between the people that are in this group. You know this this NASCAR world, and that's that's all that you get. So, like these archetypes, you know, like father, son, brothers, whatever. There's there's a scene where after the accident happens. And Tom Cruise and Michael Rooker go to the hospital, and uh, Tom Cruise is getting better, 
and like all of his pit crew shows up and like there's i think it's john c Riley. he comes in wearing the ray-bans yeah. and he's got the cane and he's like oh i'm blind i'm blind because when tom cruise first came in and his brain was swelling he was blind or you know temporarily blind but it's like that camaraderie that they have um as a group is kind of like like what siblings would have and then you have robert duvall who's the dad and then you have like the girl next door which is Nicole Kidman in this case. It's just like more and moms are not necessary. Yeah, there's <laughs> not really a mom situation. It's racing. Well, yeah, but you're right. Though. Neither it's... neither Tom Cruise who says his dad like died or whatever, but like where's his mom? And yeah. uh uh Michael Rooker, their parents don't show up when they're in the fucking hospital all busted up having like brain swelling. Right. Yeah. I believe Michael Rooker said that his parents were dead at somewhere point somewhere along through the movie. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know for sure. Perhaps I missed that. But uh, it's it's this, um, and it's I didn't even think about this until just now. But it is like this, like you're inside like this. It's a huge fan base, but you're in this specific NASCAR team. You know, dealing with this, you're not even really dealing with like the. It doesn't matter who's gonna, you know, like. I don't know. NASCAR probably doesn't have like an overall winner. Do they have like a yeah? yeah. Do they yeah, have points okay. champion? Yeah, like I mean, like the the irony is, is like they're like you know, they're they're talking about Daytona 500 as being like the Super Bowl of of NASCAR. Yeah. But like Daytona 500 is it, it's just one race. Man. It's, it's just one race. They, they just right. build it up like it's, it's their Super Bowl. But what I don't get, it's the first race of the season daytona is the first race yeah. of the season but it's built up like it's yeah. the super bowl of nascar well, what's the final race because everybody knows daytona who knows schenectady i mean because uh, yeah. like, i mean nascar works like, 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 like tonight i think I, t- I think tonight is starts like you know they call whoa, whoa you're dating us this is yeah well, well, well soon soon starts the chase for the cup which is like essentially the playoffs of the top NASCAR. ten point getters or whatever. So it's all yeah. it's all based off points and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, it's it's I don't know some weird way they do it. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know what was my point. But there is no like <laughs> there is no like there is no like final there is no Super Bowl. Okay. So what is it? It's the Sprint Cup now, right? No, it's the Sprint Cup. Sprint Cup. It and used to be the Winston Cup. Winston Cup. Then they said, right. smoking's bad. Smoking's <laughs> bad. We can't have Winston in there anymore. Yeah. Can't do smoking. Well, uh, yeah, I guess my my point is is that it is a NASCAR movie, but rarely during the film is it about NASCAR. It's You're dealing with these people's lives and their relationships, specifically Tom Cruise's relationship with everyone else and it's it is that sports mentality though or or that sports movie mentality where you're trying to believe in yourself as an athlete and by the end everyone around you is going to help you believe in yourself and then you're going to get through the smoke and you're going to win and everything's going to be okay from there on out um it's happily ever after and i'm okay with that because isn't that part of the reason why we go to the movies in the first place i mean to escape into this world that's better. That's why I go to the movies. That's why I don't like horror movies. 
Well, that's specifically why I don't like horror movies. Because I don't want to feel bad. I want to go. Forgot, I want to go to a movie and feel happy. It's not. I don't think that it's so much. It's not feeling bad. It's escapism. So whether it be being scared. Go and escape and be scared. Dude, dude, <laughs> final girl beats the monster. It's a up thing. It's she wins. You you come out going like uh, yes, right. Uh, so Colin's sports movie is you know, forgive me if it's your next. Go yeah. see it. It's in theaters maybe right now. Playing near you. Need some help. Go see. There it. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end, when the final girl is still alive and the dawn comes and she has defeated the evil, that's, that's awesome. And then you're like yeah. See? I don't know. There I've seen go. a few here lately that <laughs> shit just doesn't work out at the end. <laughs> Spoilers. Continue. I, don't worry. I disclaimed it. No, I'm sorry. Uh, um, the yeah, it's well. It in this situation, I mean, you're scared for Cole at times, and you're scared for Michael Rooker, Rowdy, and uh, like you don't know from race to race if they're gonna make it through it, and that's like now I'm gonna compare it to a slasher flick. That's like each victim. Like each race is welcome to my world. Is <laughs> I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to get in Colin's head, trying to figure out um, why he, maybe why you wouldn't recommend this versus like a slasher flick. I don't know. I it's wouldn't just, recommend a lot of slasher movies. We saw something okay. called uh, Sleepaway Camp Two. Yeah, last that week, which fucking horrible. didn't have a happy ending on that one either. No, but that was, was fucking horrible. Right, yeah, spoiler alert! Yeah, I don't know. There's plenty of movies <laughs> that I wouldn't recommend, but then there are movies that I would based on. There's something that like I get out of them or think like, you know what, you should see this because this is a a different slant on that formula that you've seen a hundred times. This one did it just a little bit. I mean, maybe just a little bit different, but like that scene makes the whole thing cool. Yeah, that's I guess the difference that's okay we're in this one no it's your rap well i i think well i think what i'm getting down to is um <laughs> i don't know this movie's uh, this, awesome you should see it <laughs> this movie this well this movie is and what like watching it now versus like i don't know when the last time i saw it was like 10 years ago but watching it tonight i realized that it really is i mean all the bullshit aside it's a story about these two guys, you know, a father figure and a son figure who are both dealing with these same fears and together with their friends, they overcome it, you know, but like specifically Robert Duvall and Tom Cruise, they're dealing with the same fears that, you know, getting into that race car or guiding somebody through that track, you know, in the race car, like a father figure would. See, that's is, weird. I'm, I'm sorry to interject. That's I'm fine. drunk. I've been drinking a lot. Yeah, I haven't been drinking the moonshine, but like... <laughs> I'm okay, getting so, all deep on the moonshine. Right. I'm just, I'm curious because you keep on pointing out that it's a father-son kind of thing, but I never really got that there was a father-son bond between Tom Cruise and uh, Robert Duvall. Yes, I totally got that. But no. what I got was that they were, you know, they were like the same fucking guy. It was just separated by years. It's like one of them couldn't race. He had, you know, because he's old, but he knows everything about it. So it's not like he's passing it on to, like, giving advice. It's like he's right there in the guy's fucking ear. I mean, he is in the car with but, the guy. The guy who's driving is the physical manifestation of what the older guy is, like, pumping into his head. They're both in the car. Like, literally. One of them's coming through the radio, and the other one's at the helm of the car. 
And so they're both the driver of the car. But isn't what I got. Well, isn't they're that not, so it's not like, you know, there's a generation of like, you know, son, you're gonna go off and do this and this is all the advice. I did this and I failed and here's where you can succeed in my you know, that seems to be the father son dynamic. Yeah, you're raising them in your yeah. light to be to either, you know, come up with the same values and beliefs that you believe in or to do even better than you did. Uh, but isn't that, I mean, aren't you talking about the same thing there? I mean, one is, one, <laughs> one is guiding him down that track, but if it's a metaphor, then it's a father guiding its, his son, but it's all in real time. So it's like a present thing. It's not like in the, you, you learn these values. So in the future you can use them. It's like right now you need to know what's coming up in the fourth corner. Well, you I mean, know, it go, it go, it, uh, man, we're starting to go back. We're like wrapping it up, but then we're going back in time. I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm I think interject they're... something here because there, there's a moment where Tom Cruise is blind. He's in he's in the the MRI machine. He's like, hey, I need somebody to talk to me because there's a guy that always talks to me in my head. Tells me like everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's a little voice in his head. Like I mean, like <laughs> it's there, not there, another guy. It's there's a there's a moment head. where it's like he needs that reassurance. But is somebody that, talking to me? I mean, what's different from that than like taking what like your parents or your father taught you and being like that's? I don't know. I, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think Collins right. I think it's a little bit more than that because I think it's a. It's more of a deeper bond because it's like, you know, I mean, essentially what what this movie's trying to convey is Tom Cruise knows how to drive the car. But he doesn't necessarily know what, you know, he doesn't understand. Like, like I could drive really good, and the car drove good, but but I don't I don't know necessarily how to like I don't know like the tactics right. So I don't know the finesse and the rules and the finer points of, you know, like, like, you know, they pointed out the thing with the tires, right? So it's like, here's like, you know, he's driving how he wants to and the tires are all burnt up and crappy and he drives like I want to and the tires are perfect and, you know, it went faster. So it's like, because of the, you know, he's like basically telling them the tactics, like he literally is the mind and Tom Cruise is merely just. Actually, yeah, 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 you're right. In that scene, that's not like a father-son dynamic. That's like, you did it your way, now I'm going to do it my way. And he's the other racer in the car. Well, it's like the two of them are struggling for, well, it's not even, like, initially maybe struggling for, like, okay, who am I going to listen to? And that gets over, like, in ten minutes. Like, you know what, whenever we're talking about the car, this guy's got, you know, I trust him implicitly. It's like, because he then becomes, like, he's the higher brain function of the body, and the body being Tom Cruise in the car. He's got the shell. I don't know. That's the dynamic that I saw there. Well, I mean, I guess my argument would be that, like, he's teaching him a lesson. And who teaches us lessons? Your our father. parents. Our I mean, father. I don't think there was really a lesson that was taught. What? Uh, he said, okay, you do you do 50 laps. We'll see how your tires look. Now we'll do my 50 laps. Guess what? They look a lot better. I mean, so that's a lesson learned. you need to listen to learned. me when you're driving. You that's a lesson learned, right? everything that I say. That's, yeah. I tell you how to drive. That's Period. fine. Yeah, but see that, like the father-son well, dynamic. That's not father-son. Yeah, it seems to be like I have passed all this information on to you because I'm not going to be there, and then eventually you're going to have to be your own man. Yeah. Tom Cruise is never his own man in this. He yeah. is a symbiotic beast. Yeah. If it was a father-son, if it was a father-son relationship movie, 
and it was a father-son dynamic of passing on the lessons learned, Robert Duvall's character would have died before that final race. He would have had a heart attack, and Tom Cruise would have had to go on that final race using without without Robert Duvall. I do agree with that. Like yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That totally so, would have been the case. So, I mean, like, that that's what happened. It was a father-son. But Well, okay. Let me simplify this. Watching it, the first thing I took out of it was a father-son. Now, I, I agree with every, all the points that you guys are making. And I agree that it is, yeah, they are, they are probably the same person, and you're probably right. But, I mean, there's a saying... Doesn't everybody turn into their father at some point? I mean, shit, fucking Back to the Future. Marty Jr. looks exactly <laughs> like <laughs> Marty Sr. Uh, you know, but okay, that's the joke. Well, but. the the lesson the lesson learned, and, and I guess I guess the le- the lesson learned was when Tom Cruise burst through that smoke and went yeah, and I'm, yeah. It's like Tom Cruise overcame his fear. Yeah. And Robert Duvall overcame his fear. Because that moment of breaking through that thing was Tom Cruise is now no longer afraid to go through the smoke. <laughs> All yeah, right? right? And Robert Duvall is no longer afraid to give bad advice. Right. Because, see, before he gave bad advice, the driver essentially you know, didn't trust him. Because I think, like, cause I think like uh, the reason Bobby died was because Bobby didn't trust... You know, he's Robert Duvall said go straight, and he's like, I'm scared to go straight, so he didn't go straight, and he ended up crashing the wall and dying. So it's like, trust me and go straight. So yeah. they both overcame their fears in that one moment of you just go straight through. I know it's clear, and I'm gonna drive through the smoke. Sure, yeah, but isn't yeah. that also like the fatherly advice of you know calming him through it though? But that's together, both at that one moment, they both overcame the same fear. Well, okay, as... Cha-ching. I'm totally on board with that. No, th- those, are, <laughs> those are great points, and I agree with them, but, but uh, they... At my age now, my dad had two kids, and, like, I, me being one of those kids, maybe he had three, but they, I don't know. <laughs> How's your relationship with your father, Brent? It's fine. I don't know if in early 30s how many kids he had, though. But anyhow, like, you know, growing up, I always thought, like, he had all the answers and everything was going to be fine. But now at, like, getting into, like, his ages where I was around and he was that like, my age now, I don't have any answers. Like, I still feel like I'm, like, hovering around 13 or 14 years old, you know? I mean, like, that... So, what's my point? My point is <laughs> is that the same fears that Robert Duvall has are the same fears that Tom Cruise has. You know, they're both struggling with with these... The same guy. Well, that, that very well could be. <laughs> they're, they're the same guy. And I, I get that, but all I'm, all I'm going to say is the first thing I took from this film having watched it tonight you know I haven't seen it in 10 years was like the strong father son and it might be just as shallow as the fact that, that there's an age difference where Robert Duvall could be the father <laughs> but I think that we've dived in and you guys are making really good points and I don't know I mean 
I think it go both ways. I <laughs> I'm on board with the father son thing. All interpre- we got two for father. All interpretations <laughs> are valid. That's what makes movies awesome. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but be that as it may, all that aside, this movie is badass. You should check it out. Um, of course, the ending would never happen because I I don't know if the viewers forget, but Cole runs his car straight into the winner doing a victory lap right into Carrie. Elways, use, Ills. I can't. Say I always it. call them mules. Mules. What's a yeah? Ills is doing this victory lap, and Cole's like, "Fuck it, put tires back in the car, put new tires on." He goes out during Ills' victory lap and just creams him, just t-bones him, and that like he would have been he would have been banned for life. forever. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the movie would have never happened. But we did it. We did say that this took place in 1990. And Jerry Brockheimer was involved. Changed since then. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, I want to point out. I know this is running long. Um, I want to point out that we were talking earlier about the evolution of Tony Scott, um, and we can't forget that Tony and Ridley Scott did something a couple of years ago called A Day in the Life, and it was like. A contest where everybody could send in their own video footage of a day in their life wherever around the world and they took all this footage and they made a documentary out of it and it's like amazing if you haven't seen it you have to check it out because it's nothing like their movies like I mean it's like a real life version of like stuff oh no it's not it's not even that it's just like it's just like a raw snapshot into like the whole world like one day like different parts you know because it takes place over the entire the every anywhere is involved in it but i wanted to point out that like going from cotton commercials to jerry brockheimer movies to uh, you know aliens to day in the life is question for you this is making our podcast run even longer if you're familiar with the filmography of tony scott and ridley scott at all Yes. Is there a movie that either one of them directed that you would have assumed the other one would have done? Or do they have a very distinct, like, well, shit, Black Rain? That's Ridley Scott. Or were you like, Black Rain? That's Tony Scott. Like, you know. Right. Alien. That's Ridley. Taking the Pelham 123, that's Tony. Strangely (laughs) enough. Kingdom of Heaven. Ridley. Prometheus. Ridley. Body of Lies? Body of Proof? Body of Lies. Because that was Ridley, right? Uh, With DiCaprio yes. and Russell Crowe. I can't think of it. Right <laughs> All it, right, never mind. This it looks funny. a lot like a Tony Scott film. Sean is nodding yes. It must be the, the case. Sean agrees. Hey, Sean. <laughs> All right. All right, sorry. Uh, so, that's a recommendation. Yes, yeah. All right. So, I suppose we should wrap this up. So, uh, yeah, we want to hear what you think listener you know why nick is here tonight because he won the goddamn sweepstakes (laughs) how come you're not playing all you gotta do is get on facebook.com slash saturday night freak show and tell us something about them what you thought of tonight's movie or any of the movies that we've ever uh reviewed here on the freak show you can find all of them on our website which is saturday night freak show.blogspot.com we've got a list of all sorts of awesome flicks that we've reviewed this is like our 43rd episode Holy shit. Wow. That's right. We're coming up on 52. When we hit that, that's going to be a milestone. We will have been doing this for a year. 
you can also hit us up on Twitter. We're set, at Set Free Show. And uh, we're available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podbay. And you can download the MP3s on SaturdayNightFreeShow.blogspot.com. Next week is Tom's pick. And what is Tom going to have us watch? This is always like the moment of great suspense. What's it going to be, Tom? We're going to be watching uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Teenage yes. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. They're heroes in a half shell. And we'll be checking out there. I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, live action, not the animated. Yeah, the, the live yeah. action one from... It's like 1989, 1990, something or somewhere around there. I don't know. Will we'll April O'Neil be involved? She is. Casey Jones. Casey Jones. He is. Yes. He is. Cowbunga. Oh, yeah. I'm Raphael, sure pizza and all that. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure the dinner will be pizza. There you go. Right? It's going to have to be. So until next week, listeners, this is the Saturday Night Freak Show crew wishing you a fond and happy week. Cole, he's not ramming you. He's not hitting you. He's not banging you. He's rubbing you. And rubbing coal is racing.